Welcome to the Texas Trailhead Podcast. I started hiking to help with my health, both mental and physical. And now I'm encouraging y'all to get out and enjoy the trails, the outdoors, camping, all that stuff that Texas and beyond has to offer. So join me, Danny Laurel, as I'm sharing stories from myself and others who enjoy the outdoors as well. So grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead. First and foremost, I want to say that I hope everyone had a really good Labor Day weekend. I know there are a lot of people that are out of work still that may be furloughed or let go, but just know that each day is a new day. And if you do have the ability to listen to this podcast and you're currently in between jobs or waiting for your job to start up again, then, you know, just, just think positively and get outside and remember that, you know, the outdoors are a really great place to kind of just open up and clear your head a little bit. So, um, I wish everyone well. I hope everyone's been okay. This is technically the second episode back of the third season. And there is no rhyme or reason really behind, <laughs> behind the seasons. I just picked a number that I wanted to end the first one. And that is the same number that I ended the second one. And shockingly, season three, we're all pretty much within 12 years or 12 month span. Goodness. I don't, I don't know if podcasts were a thing 12 years ago. But uh, the podcast started, I mean, officially it started the last week of December in 2019. So I've been running pretty consistently since then. And I decided that I wanted to take a break in between season two and three, mostly because I felt like at the time I was running out of things to say and I wanted to kind of put a, put a hold on things just to kind of catch up with the ideas that I had and find some opportunities to talk to people. And if you listened to the first episode, that first episode of season three was an interview. It was with Dr. Wedegrove. And I wanted to do that one first because September is Suicide Prevention Month. And I definitely felt that it was important to spread the message of mental health and share a little light into my story and just give uh and a voice of expertise to let anyone know that if they are dealing with any kind of mental health issues, that there are resources and things that are available, but to also remind people that those resources aren't available to everyone and kind of touch on that a little bit more as far as the mental health access and the access to the outdoors. You know, we still have a lot of work to do, but I know that was a specific tone, and but I still felt that it was important to start with that episode uh, for the very first one, getting back into the groove of things. So I hope you listened to it. I hope you enjoyed it. It's definitely something that I was proud to put out. Um, 
But other than that, I mean, what have what have I been up to in the break? I took eight weeks off, about seven and a half weeks off, technically, in between the seasons, and that's the longest break that I've had so far in this podcast. So, you know, in this episode, I'm going to talk about a little quick beach trip that we took. My daughter is starting fifth grade or, you know, officially on the recording of this episode, Tuesday, September 8th. She started fifth grade. So she starts today and then she'll be at home doing virtual learning until the end of the month. And then from there, she'll be back in the school building. And, you know, I, my mom was a teacher. My sister, one of my sisters is a teacher. And, you know, I've had other family members and really close friends that are teachers. And so I definitely understand kind of, you know, the struggle with that profession is already a tough one. And the fact that they're having to navigate a lot of this stuff kind of on a whim. It's just we're figuring a lot of this out kind of as we go based off of what's working, what's not working. So I definitely understand kind of the struggle and if you're a parent and you and your kids are in school and they're dealing with virtual learning, just try to show a little bit more sympathy and empathy and patience with everyone in the educational system, whether that's public school, private school, or, you know, if you're in a situation where you have a, a retired teacher or a teacher who's not working, tutoring some kids in the neighborhood in, in group, I've seen that. There are little neighborhoods that are putting some children and families together and being taught by tutors. And I think that's a pretty cool situation. But now is a time, and all times are, but in 2020, with all the, all the things that are going on, I really feel like we should be a lot more self-aware of how we're treating others. And I think you'd find that the more that you take the time to be mindful of other people and how they're being treated, you will find that you're yourself are going to feel better about your day and kind of how you go about things. So just a quick, quick tidbit about that. So we took our kiddo to the beach. And so you'll learn a little bit about that in uh, the upcoming segment for this episode. So um, that should be fun. There, there was also a, a little, fun segue story about my Subaru Outback, which I really love. I I didn't drive my car off a cliff or anything, but um, stay tuned for for that little story. Um, What else has been going on? I've I've been back at work pretty consistently, so that's been entertaining. I get to, I work in a fly fishing store company without giving too much about my um, day job, but I get to talk about fly fishing to people on a daily basis and that industry and the outdoor industry in general has been pretty busy. You know, there's a lot of people that have some extra time and thankfully are spending that time outdoors and we are having a tough time keeping stuff in stock, but you know, I've been able to fish a little bit more and I'm still kind of not super a hundred percent on hiking as much right now, I still have the the thought that 
because I have to plan so far ahead. It isn't as exciting. And truth be told, I'm really trying to get into Pernell State Park and I can't. And it's kind of one of the most frustrating things because I could easily just go to my local trails and stuff. But I've been wanting to go to Pernalis for months now. And I feel like every time I look it up to schedule a uh, a trip there, it's been booked. And because I am back at work, my schedule, and thankfully my schedule is um, pretty set. We all kind of agreed. We have a small staff. So we all kind of agreed just to work the same schedule. And then if something comes up, then we can kind of work around it. But I know what my days off are going to be on any given basis. So I can I can still plan ahead. And even with that, it's been tricky to find um, some time to go to the park. So that, it's been a little frustrating, but I get it. I was able to, like I said, go to two places um, by the coast. One of them I'll talk about in this episode, and that's the LCRA uh, Matagorda Bay Nature Park. And uh, in an upcoming episode, I'll talk about the other place that I went to um, on that coastal trip, and that is the Aransas National Wildlife Refuge, which was super awesome, and I, I definitely don't want to give that away and then, you know, earlier in the summer, we went to Tyler State Park, and I've definitely been checking out some of the more regional spots just to kind of stretch out, but I'm also riding my bike too. So I'm definitely getting in the exercise that I would want to get on my days off, and I'm not spending them. Well, I'm, you know, the Texas Trailhead is growing, and so there is some extra time being spent on working on the content and telling stories and doing some video editing. I just switched video editors to, it's called DaVinci Resolve. It's pretty awesome. And I think what's most awesome about it, most awesome, is that it's free. And without getting on a tangent too much, um, Blackmagic, uh, the company that makes DaVinci Resolve, is mostly known as a media technology company so they make cameras and equipment to ed, uh, to edit the video etc so they're really hoping that you use the software you fall in love with it and then are enticed to buy their really expensive gear which i would love to have as far as um their video recording devices and whatnot so i, I definitely get that benefit to using the software and then hopefully, I mean, because like I said, I've used the software. I really like it. And of course, I mosey on over to the website. I'm like, ooh, that's nice. But we're still a few monthly contributors away on this podcast to um, be able to swing one of those cameras. So <laughs> cheap, cheap plug there. But if uh, if you like what you listen to and you are a fan of this podcast, then I definitely uh, invite you to become a contributor to the podcast. It really helps. Uh, I'm, I'm half kidding about the, the camera. It's not really going towards that, but it does help keep everything running and uh, everything paid for because websites and stuff like that, um, they do, they do cost a little bit to maintain. So, uh, but back on track. Yeah, I, I started uh, with a new video editor, so I've been working on that a little bit more. And um, 
you know, doing pretty much everything else except for the podcast. I just wanted to give it a breather. I am excited that there were a few interviews lined up before the season um, began. And so we have this week, which is just going to be some personal storytelling. And then I'll be back with another interview next week. And it's going to be someone that I think will be really helpful to a lot of people and, and it'll give us some information for some of us that need to get a little bit better with our, with our stretching and, and just some good tips on, and how to best prepare for being out on the trail, um, from a physical therapist. So I'm looking forward to that. So without further ado, I hope that everyone's doing well. I think that's been a pretty good introduction. There'll be a little bit more storytelling throughout this season about what I've been up to and kind of some of the things that are coming up. Oh, one one quick thing. I do have my first decal that is available. You can look for it on the Facebook page. You can just look up the Texas Trailhead on Facebook and you'll see the decal. They are for sale. Um, I think they came out pretty neat. I have one on my car and a few people that have um, picked them up already have put them on their cars as well. You don't have to put them on your car. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I happen to be someone that likes to put stickers on their back window. I have a specific spot for them. But um, yeah, if you're interested in a sticker and, and showing some support about you know, that you're into the Texas hiking or Texas trails, definitely look for that on the, uh, the Facebook page. So until the next episode, please enjoy the next segment. Please enjoy this episode. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back. Um, thanks for listening. I really appreciate, appreciate all of y'all and, uh, let's get to it. For one last hurrah before school started, we decided to take the little one down to the Gulf Coast. This time, I wanted to visit some new places that we've been planning on going, but for whatever reason, had skipped out. The Lower Colorado River Authority Parks, as the name implies, are usually along the Colorado River, and the LCRA Matagorda Bay Nature Park not only sits along the river, but it sits at the end of the river where it meets into the Gulf of Mexico. The estuary is a very popular fishing spot, so we saw a lot of anglers driving around on the sunny day. But before we went exploring too far, we stepped into the headquarters to learn a bit more of what the Matagorda Bay Nature Park has to offer. Upon arrival, I noticed that there wasn't an entry gate or anything. You just drive on up. And this was a bit of a change from the other LCRA parks I visited. You see a large assortment of RVs, and as you're pulling in, you notice some park benches to the left. The headquarters is risen to protect itself from hurricane winds, so we went upstairs, and once inside, you're greeted by the front desk. There is a little gift shop to the left, and just beyond the desk, there's an educational area that talks about the wildlife you'll see in the air, on the ground, and in the water. The LCRA parks do a great job with these areas because it offers something for the grown-ups and kiddos as well. 
they had these hanging birds above and an exhibit for little crabs you'd see on the sand. Plenty of things for people of all ages to enjoy. They had a big fish tank there too, which was pretty neat. It had a lot of the fish that you would expect to see in the waters around that area. The gift shop had what you would normally expect from a park gift shop. It had a bunch of trinkets and souvenirs, but it also had things like water, hiking poles, which is weird because I'll get to that in a second, and then soft drinks and just energy drinks and stuff like that. In regard to LCRA camping at Matagorda Bay, camping at the beach is the big draw here, and you're able to reserve multiple camping options, including two Airstream campers that sleep up to four, 22 full hookup RV sites, 19 waterfront. So by waterfront, I mean waterfront to the river, not to the Gulf. So keep that in mind. 19 waterfront campsites, 24 preferred campsites, and five pull-through sites. The 24 preferred campsites are inside the loop of the 19... Well, they're inside of the loop of the 22 full hookup sites and then the two Airstream um, camper sections. The campsite fees are as follows. For the Airstreams, it's $225 per night, and you have to stay at least two nights. The RV full hookup is $40. Bucks. The RV preferred is $45. The RV pull-through is $50, bucks, and the RV waterfront is $58. This isn't a large site, so the camping section is pretty close together. There are two different loop sections, but the area is a bit squished. Just keep that in mind if you're planning on camping in a tent here. All right. In terms of recreation and hiking, there are a handful of activities here at this LCRA Matagorda Bay Park, including something a little random if you're not used to these parks. Putt-Putt Golf. It's located at the main headquarters, and at the last visit, it looked fairly maintained. They also have putt-putt at the Bastrop South Shore campsite, so you can find more about that place if you're in Central Texas or planning on traveling to Central Texas on the Texas Trailhead website. The putt-putt golf is 8 bucks for 9 holes, so that's one round, and $14 for two rounds. While there is a boat ramp, you can also rent watercraft, including kayaks and beach wagons, so... You can go, again, to this full post on the texastrailhead.com website and learn all about the kayak rentals, beach chair rentals, and beach wagon rentals. This park also hosts various events and has meeting spaces, which is one thing I think the LCRA parks do really well. So you can check all of that out on the website. So the sand trails at LCR Matagorda Bay. This is where the trip got a little interesting. The plan was to drive from Central Texas to Palacios to try out a popular Vietnamese bait shop Tex-Mex restaurant called The Point. We left on a Sunday and wanted to drive out of our way to grab a banh mi sandwich and then head to Matagorda Bay. When we arrived at the restaurant, I noticed the menu states that they don't serve Vietnamese food on Sunday. You know, I'm still not sure how I missed that pretty important detail, but we still had snacks from the morning, so it was fine. Nothing really we could do at that point. When we were wondering about checking in at the nature park, I was inquiring about the trails here. The lady at the desk seemed a bit confused about my question, and then I realized this park doesn't really have the traditional hiking trails that you'd expect from the other LCRA parks. She explained that there's a driving trail that goes around the park, on the beach, where you can look at the water, but 
note that there are sections of the path that have water swells, big puddles. And she said, if you can't see the bottom, don't cross. Well, at the time, you know, fine by me. When we exited, I wanted to take my Subaru out back on some sand and get off the road a bit. We drove to where the jetty was along the Colorado River and checked out the small crowd of people already swimming and fishing. It seemed fun, but I really wanted to see a little bit more of the river on the coastal side. So we got out and I noticed that there was another section of trucks down the way a bit, and I really wanted to be there. But after making a few passes and noticing a section with a sizable puddle, I couldn't figure out how they got there. While standing on the jetty, I noticed a larger SUV went down the road that I figured was blocked and made its way towards that section of vehicles. So I told my wife that it was the road we needed to go on. We got back in the car and went back around towards that road. The Subaru has about an 8-inch rise on it, so I felt good going through the water, albeit slowly. We made it to the other side to another group of anglers but I was still seeing the trucks up ahead, so I decided to make our way towards them. The sand at this point was pretty wet and compact, but it was at this point that I noticed the sand turning really white. I drove into it about 30 yards, and because I was going a little quick, we started to fishtail a bit. My wife asked if I thought we would be okay on the sand, and with a slight hesitation, I replied, you know, we should be fine. But with that pause, I also stopped the vehicle. I waited just long enough to let my Outback's front tire dip into the sand. They were deep enough that when I pushed on the gas again, my front tires were lower than my rear tires and we stopped moving forward. You see, Outbacks are fantastic vehicles on the sand. And that's what I keep telling myself. But momentum is definitely key here. I was absolutely ill-prepared for this trip as well. My tires were at full pressure, and I didn't have anything to place under my tires if, in case we did get stuck, to help me get out. I also learned that insurance won't come get you if you got yourself stuck in the sand and away from an actual roadway. And not just sand. They just told me that they couldn't come get me if I wasn't on a road. And so the while I'm trying to figure out the best way to deal with the situation at hand, my wife and daughter went to the jetty to take a look at the water and watch everyone fishing and swimming. I tried to enjoy the time here as best as I could, but I needed to get towed. So I called up to the office and embarrassingly asked the lady at the front desk if she had any recommendations. She told me that there's this Facebook group called 979 4x4 Recovery, It's run by volunteers, and they will come get you out. So once I got added to the group page, I posted my location, and within the hour, a nice family came and got me out. If you're ever in the area and get in a jam, I cannot recommend them enough. They were amazing. And looking back at the experience, you know, I I definitely should have known better. I definitely should have been more prepared. But I definitely should have just waited where I was to just see the kind of vehicles that were going to go through that section. And when I was doing the post for the website, I looked at the map and I think just at the time, I didn't realize that there were other ways to get to where I wanted to be. 
And I also missed out on a whole kind of boardwalk that extends into the Gulf that is really great for fishing and birding and stuff. So, you know, it's all about taking your time and learning about the environment that you're in. I think that's the the biggest takeaway from, from my experience. Um, so overall, while we didn't stay overnight at the LCRA Matagorda Bay Nature Park, it definitely made the trip pretty exciting. There were a ton of people here, and the fishing looked amazing. So if I was a full-time RVer, I'd definitely stop in here to stay a few days and fish. So check out the LCRA Matagorda Bay Nature Park, and check out the other LCRA parks that are across Texas. They definitely offer something a bit different in terms of camping and hiking, and they all have different amenities and different features along the Colorado River. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Texas Trailhead Podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving feedback on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. You can also support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. You can find this on anchor.fm and just search the Texas Trailhead. Still looking for more? Click the links below to find the website, Facebook page, and see pictures from the outdoors on my Instagram page. So until next time, grab your backpack, put on your hiking shoes, and let's go out on another adventure. This is the Texas Trailhead.